0: Oh,
1: that was a new drop.
0: Yeah, new drop. Shout out to the new drop. We're back. (laughs) Maiden is back Wednesdays, you know, 5 p.m. Eastern.
1: We're here. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Sorry, I'm just going to go and get our snack. We have a very
0: exciting day today. Yeah, no, it's okay. I can keep talking on and on about this situation. So, today's snack, Jasmine, ASMR that because (laughs) we want the sound of the opening, you know, the crinkling. What are we eating today? Show the camera.
1: Well, I mean... It's no surprise that we have been obsessed with squid games. So we're going to be having squid flavored. It's called prepared shredded squid.
0: Ooh, dried, right?
1: Yes. Um, honestly, I remember eating in Korea. We do eat like roasted squid, Ooh. grilled squid, but it's like dry. They dry it out in the sun. And then you also kind of like fire up again um, on the stove. And then we have it uh, when we're drinking I think one of my favorite uh, culture of Korea is that when you're drinking, you always have to have food. And it came in like little snacks and they're called anju. And the squid is a perfect anju that you can have. So... I'm going to open it up.
0: Yeah, it looks great. And also in Chinese culture and other Taiwanese cultures, we do dried squid as well. Mm-hmm. It's like such an easy thing. Lots of dried things. like So lots of dried herbs, lots of dried fruit. That's always a thing uh, that we always will have. It's a great way of preserving that it's like a quick snack. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm I'm actually quite excited. I haven't had one of these in a really long time. Have you ever had this?
0: I think I have. This one is the shirakiku one so i can only assume it's a japanese brand but again a lot of stuff is shared oh, it's quite dry <laughs> oh, oh no it's really meaty though
1: it's meaty and dry kind of salty it, it's like a jerky basically. oh it's good it's a jerky
0: basically first of all i'm a huge sodium head and you'll find that like all i swear to you so many asian east asian foods are so salty but I'm mm-hmm. just so used to it so i think the only thing i can really compare it with like things that are more common here that people would know is like a uh, beef jerky, basically, but it's
1: basically a beef jerky, but squid. I
0: think, it's and
1: better. how fitting because we're going to be talking about <laughs> Squid Game today. But uh,
0: oh, I should have dropped the Squid Game. I, I know. Sound. Sorry. Okay,
1: I was trying to um download the MP3 to play this for you guys. I'm gonna try it now. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that. I think I we did that. I'm no, part, I'm, I'm scared. Are you scared?
0: No, I think that was great.
1: No, scared as in the song brings me about so many memories. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. of course. I don't even know if that song is the one that gives me the worst memories. The one on TikTok that's really taken the people by storm is obviously the doll one because, you know. Oh,
1: like when like red light, green light? Yeah.
0: But by the way, sorry, this will have spoiler alerts.
1: Oh, yeah, guys. <laughs> If you, I mean, if you don't a if you don't know what Squid Game is, you've
0: literally been
1: living under a rock. So I have no
0: excuses and for then, you. And then turn this off, sorry. You have to watch it.
1: And also, if you haven't finished it yet, unless you have a really, really good excuse, um, there is no excuse. So there is hundred percent going to be spoilers. We have finished it from start to finish. So yep. I'm not holding anything back. So you've been warned. And I'm actually quite obsessed with this snack.
0: Yeah, this Everyone is a really good snack. You know to- what's
1: missing though?
0: What a beer. beer. I know.
1: Ah. The beards is going to
0: really hit the spot. Okay, so let's get into Squid Game. So obviously, it's taking North America by storm, which is why you feel this, like, other emphasis. International by storm. International, yeah. So you're going on Twitter and TikTok, and that's everything you see, which is, you know, not that it's rare. Like, when Parasite happened, I think that was also a big. But you, as, like, another... You know, as a Korean person who's often said, Jasmine, about you know, the pride coming in, whether it's through a K drama, whether it's through food, whether it's through a new craze, whether it's Psy, whatever. Oh yeah. How did team. it feel when you were like you saw that kind of explosion? Cause it's like now like let's just say two weeks in, people are still they can't get over it. You know what I mean? That's actually such a good question, and thank you for asking me that. Of course.
1: Only because I mean when Squiddy came out and I remember like seeing the trailer on Netflix and be like, oh, like another great Korean drama, like I'm on board. Um and I was like so super excited to watch it, but, like, not... I've never expected it to have such, like, a a craze about it and, like, fandom. Yeah. And it wasn't to any um, credit to say that, like, you know, there isn't the ability for Korean TV show to have this much, like, love for it, but I think... um, Obviously, did a lot of re- uh, listening and reading a podcast about dissecting Squid Games, and I'll bring up those points later, but I think it resonated with a lot of viewers, not just by the Korean like community, but like everyone. It's because um, I listened to the episode... Um, with front burner from CBC. And nice. they interviewed someone who's a professor at UCLA. I'm mm. so sorry. Her name is like Seokyung Kim, I think. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name. But she made a really amazing point that the reason why so many people were on board with it is because it was such a um, visual cue of pandemic like that we're all experiencing. So kind of like the sense of contagion, control wearing mask and sense Mm. of surveillance. It's like the details that are resonating with like everyday reality of the pandemic. Yeah, for sure. And I think elements of that definitely like uh, spoke true to a lot of people. And that's why they were able to really like get on board and be like, okay, I'm really hooked on this. Also
0: like looming death, which was, you know, super fair. It's not that it hasn't gone away, but the looming death, of course it's different from the squid game. Um, Obviously, other than that and I think that's a really important point is also like in the pandemic we saw like how you know when we keep those big businesses open or like you know profits over people people ended up dying so it's just like it has that theme and Mm -hmm. I totally get that which we saw a bit in where we are and that's in Toronto but you know definitely in the U.S. I'm sure there's a lot more throughout the world that kind of thing so a survival game as I think so well put on front burner that's what happened in the hour and a year and a bit more that we've been doing right now so people can really mm-hmm. get into it but i also just think as a person who isn't korean but has watched you know a lot of korean dramas not an expert just observing that quite the, the expert i might give that title well no i don't i would not, I would, not. I, would, I would call you more of an expert you know i wish i could watch it without dubs which is another big oh, thing that oh people my God. are talking about i know? am so oh
1: uh, okay i did not know the world of dubbing was available i remember watching just like one it's messy. german murder show on Netflix, and it was dubbed, and I was, like, really, really um, annoyed by it. But then my friend Mac actually texted me, being like, hey, like, are you watching Squid Game? And I'm like, am I Korean? And of course I am. Yeah, of course. And it's like, I just love it, but I can't get over the dubbing. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I had no idea. I guess, like, people that don't watch a lot of foreign shows and movies on Netflix, yep. and maybe it's defaulted to dubbing. So basically... They have like American actors saying the translation in English over the Korean speaking, but man, you gotta watch it with the authentic Korean. No, Koreans. you cannot watch or it with anything.
0: dubbing. Like, there's so many funny things on dubbing that, you know, just like the simple thing of the mannerisms, the face, like whatever. And I get it. Reading is not for everyone. I totally understand. Not talking about an How accessibility. How is reading not for everyone? Oh, I, not sorry. an oh accessibility. God, that was so ignorant of me. I'm no, so sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. But what, who, we're ta- who you're talking about, who we're talking about, are people who have the ability to obviously read it. Of course, some people are more exhausted about reading and whatever but honestly I think that does take away from it if you're able to do it of course like mm-hmm. that's just one thing and we saw so many those funny memes on TikTok where it was like um, someone impersonating a dub I'll send it to you guys oh God, later really? Yeah, and it was just like you know the two characters they're dressed as that and then the English translator is like The weirdest voice, like uh, Damien in Sailor Moons, if you didn't watch it in Japanese, like very weird translations or like the sound of the man. It's just like sound. It's just so weird. So um, I definitely recommend in not dubbed. And I also feel like um, there's so much action that happens
1: in this show to like hear someone act out in those moments. You're missing kind of like, you know. Way their breath is, or like you know, yeah. the, the climate of like the actual situation that they're in. So, I feel like you are completely missing so many of the micro, um, moments that are very important. But uh, on the topic of like the dubbing, I know, um, it got really viral on TikTok and Twitter, uh, that young man from she has a podcast called Feeling Asian and she made a really amazing point about how the translation of the script was completely off from Korean and English. And I also felt that as I was watching it and anyone who is a Korean-speaking person watching it, I'm sure you felt it as well. There are so many like nuances but also wordplay in Korean that is just impossible to translate into English because it just wouldn't make any sense um, so I understand there is no way for it to be 100% completely translated yeah. but I think an important point that she brought up was that um, with the player who has the curly black hair like the woman I love like that really woman annoying. by the way I, know. Um, I had a love and hate relationship with her yeah. but she was obviously portrayed to be like a lower class citizen yeah. and, you know maybe like um. yeah like maybe like uses her body and like her sexuality like kind of just like portrayed her to be kind of like you know that typical like work in the streets like that kind of woman Yeah. and then the way that even made the translation only gave her like that limitation of personality and character development. And she makes a really good point on her TikTok about like a couple, couple of scenes, and she does like a side by side of like how uh, what Korean actually meant and what the English translation means. Mm. Um, so I thought that brought up a really good conversation about like portraying a specific character to like the only. Um, I don't know, like, the restrictions we give them. But then, as I was reading through the comments, there was a really good point from someone who actually, like, does the translations, I think, about how um, they're actually only given a certain amount of characters they can use per minute for it to be readable to the audience. So, I think there is definitely some like mythology behind it on the reasons why, which I understand. But, and also at the end of the day, like whoever's translating might not be, you know, a native Korean speaker. Like they have to pick and choose what's going to be the most important point about that sentence to yeah. get the point across. So, like, I understand there's so much filtering that needs to happen.
0: Yeah, lots of speed stuff. And again, nothing is as obviously beautiful as in the language that it is in and what it was intended for. But again, I think like what the series has taught us, again, also with survival games, also with so many types of personality. And something that I've always highlighted is that the reason why I've been watching a lot more Korean cinema and Korean film and drama, I used to when I was younger, and I got back to it during the start of the pandemic, is like the character development is so amazing it's mm-hmm. and it's in, used in so many words and i think with people watch squid game like you know exactly what kind of person saying we was going to end up yeah. being you know and it's like yeah. you know he has like that compassion at the beginning you think Ki-hun. Person, no i'm talking about the guy with glasses at the beginning oh he's yes, giving yes. the bus fare to ali and then, like you just think yeah. you know you know this guy something went wrong in his life he obviously was doing a crime that is a really big scheme Blah blah blah. but he's still man and yeah no matter what even though he's super in debt he's super in trouble he's still giving his bus fare and that's like I think that was like his only peak. Yeah, and it was in like the city. Yeah, and it was like not in the game, but like in a real Mm. life. Like this is how I should be as a person. Like that's a what a generous person would do. Um, But it does also, from reading a lot of stuff and just thinking about it a little bit, like puts everyone at a level. And I think one part, one character that it was so underrated and obviously like super loved is Allie because what happens in South Korean factories and not just South Korea. We're talking about migrant workers in Canada, migrant workers all over the place. Uh, That's often what happens, you know? So it's like they get exploited for their wages. They're like, where's my money? And the fact that uh, there's a self-dialogue of this Korean um, drama or series or film Mm -hmm. on like the state of Korea and how they treat migrant workers is something that we got to look at more, I think, you know, in America or in in the US or Canada. So I thought that character was so important. Uh, and it wasn't like forced in there and like a diversity thing. It was like, this is the condition of a lot of people that come from Pakistan and they go over the world. And, uh, when you have a greedy capitalist, like little factory owner, like they might hold on to your wages, you know, and whatever. So it was just so interesting to see that dynamic. It's something that I actually hadn't seen in any other dramas before that Mm -hmm. or series. Cause I, I mean, and I don't watch Korean news, I might read it, but, um, it was it was just really interesting because that's something that we definitely have here and other places and in America, but we're better, I think, at hiding it. Um, not saying that we don't have it in our films and stuff, but a lot of it is a big critique of how Korea or other countries may treat migrant workers.
1: Okay, so I think the kind of the opposite, only because mm. I just um, I thought Ali's character was so random, and mm. I think it maybe it's because maybe because it was a Netflix show they were able to maybe have a global point of view of having that character in there but I was so thrown off by Ali's character. You thought it was like a diversity ad? yeah, Yeah or I just didn't really understand the point of it until obviously we got to kind of like the exposed like workforce aspect of it but maybe I also haven't been in Korea for a very long time so I don't know but I uh, from my understanding, and maybe this is a really good job that Korean media does to hide that element. So I'll maybe like take accountability for that. But like, I didn't know there was a a big Pakistani community that you like know, a works. migrant yeah, worker. Migrant, yeah, migrant. I didn't know there was a migrant cult, a worker culture in Korea. So that's like totally on me. But I mean, I think it added it, it really it was definitely a great addition to the entire theme of the show, which is a lot to talk about, like economic crisis yeah. and conformity and, you know, richer getting richer yeah. and just how unfair a lot of things are. So like, yes, like now after the end and it kind of sucks because I, not that he made, they made him to be quite, quite the trope of like an expat in Korea, but mm. the way that he speaks, like I think only really Korean speakers can understand this, but like, there's really huge like honorifics that you have to do in Korea where oh, if someone I see. older before you even know the age you have to be like somebe like sadangnim which is like someone that's older that you mm. say or call them like a manager yeah um and he just does, th- does that to all the time and of course he's not a native Korean speaker so like his. Korean is quite, like, Konglish, which mm-hmm. is, like, I understand. But, yeah, they just made him to be such, like, this, like, obedient person. And, like, yes, he had this, like, moment of uh, breakthrough where he, like, stole that money. And, like, oh, my God, that scene when that um, nasty-ass manager's finger gets crushed. Yeah, him. I oh, love that. I actually I love that of, scene. Yeah, it was, like, perfect gore for me. It was pretty like, good. Was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think... I just felt like... Uh, I don't know. I feel like his his character was a bit like two dimensional. Like we knew definitely two dimensional. He said the yeah. same thing, and like it was kind of sad because like I think everything about the show could have been perfect if they like maybe gave him. Bi- if you're gonna go in with that character, yeah, like, you give him
0: everything. Don't just give him true, like true. True. I can see why. I can see why you say that because it's like oh you. I mean, it's hard to draw comparisons with like Western cinema and film and TV shows than Korean ones and or Asian ones in general, but. It's, like, if you're here and your protagonist, like, you have this, uh, let's just say, an Asian migrant worker character here, and you're giving them everything, and you're, like, you know, you're going to make it to the end, mm-hmm. and then just to take it away of being someone who is so obedient. However, I don't want to say... The thing is, like, you can't stereotype and say, oh, they would all be so nice or so loyal to that Sangu guy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But they obviously are under more precarious situations where, like, they would... The risk is weirder, right? It's, mm-hmm. like, the w- risk is stranger. So, what... Like, I think... I definitely understand your point now, like you going in and being like, you know, if you're going to add this like character, this big storyline, this whatever, maybe it is the harsh reality that at the end of the day, him as a business was a business elite Korean dude would be like someone who's more uh, the one who like, you know, kills him off or Mm -hmm. like gets him to get, get out of his face or like eradicates the poor or like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I think his theme was important just to shine a light on that, like the migrant working thing, which I wasn't, like I wasn't aware of either. Uh, I'm sure it happens all over the place and all over the world, not so specifically. Um, but I did think it was cool that uh, they had him there. But like you said, I, I, like after you said that, I'm like I totally get it. Like why don't you give him
1: give the winning theme? Like give yeah. him like the top three yeah. and not
0: just like have it to be like. So at the end of the day, we're back to our stars in Korea, which is really obviously a big point because it's not like it's made global waves in a mm-hmm. big way. Um, but it's not about stealing like time but it's like yeah if you're gonna add someone like that I agree let's give them a bit more than just like episode 6 which yeah. everyone is, didn't it surprise oh. you that it That's was heavy so but sad. I didn't I didn't feel surprised it was not surprising to me
1: yeah Um. I uh, Yeah. I mean all, guys it's not like we're watching it thinking like all 5 of them are gonna make it to the end like we yeah. all there's <laughs> gonna be one, one winner yeah, yeah. Um, no but that was heavy but to be fair I think I was watching it quite like back to back so like uh, the impact didn't have weight on me but it was really depressing and like it was quite dark it was
0: really depressing and all the conversations that each three of like the main groups had like the two girls where you just like had two people that lived a that was the saddest one for me that was hard Uh, like big sacrifice yeah big Terrible situations. We have, like, a girl whose parents are trapped in North Korea. Mom's trapped Mom, in North Korea. Yeah. Brothers in a shelter says he's going to come back for her. Like, you know, it's just so shit. Like, it's like, the situations are bad. That one made me cry a lot because it made me really oh feel God, like... you cried? I know, right? Yeah, what? Oh, no, like, on that one. The other one, and for the alley one, I cried too. But it was, like, more anger oh. towards, oh, like... Oh, he was Oh, disgusting. of course, you piece of shit. Like, yeah. I was crying, but I was more angry. So I wasn't mm. really crying. I was more just like, wow... Like and you know me like going off on capitalism rants I'm like you fucking capitalist you oh you stupid pig how could you sell a brotherhood but in a way blah, blah 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 but it's truth that's but I, truth exactly yeah. in a way it was really good because
1: a thing that really bothers me about korean culture is that there is like this notion that like if 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 i'm older than you no matter like how much, like, you have to respect me. And I really fucking hate that. Yeah, Because it's I think respect is completely earned. It's not just given. And especially in scenarios like that, where you have, like, you know, older, like, manager type, or, like, someone who's more, like, um, higher up in the business world, anything below that, you have to, like, you know, do everything, bend over backwards, work late nights. And I think even though you do all of that, you follow the rules, which is what Ali did. Like, yeah. he was very respectful. You know, he paid his dues and said all that. At the end of the day, the motherfucker stabbed him in the back anyways, yeah. and I thought like that was like such a
0: perfect example of like Korean society in the workforce. And I think it's good that you mentioned that because like it's not like people here really understand that much. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh wow, like betrayal for money, which maybe is a very understood thing here. Uh, I saw a lot of like relation tweets to this. Like, um, there was many incentives in America to join the army, and basically mm-hmm. that's like if you go to war, like you're gambling your life, of course. Like, so win a hundred million dollars for your family, but join the army or something like that. Mm. And they're like, wow, this is like real life. This is really happening. But I just feel like when people draw those comparisons and maybe that's me, I think it's great to relate. And that's how you get to love something and learn more, get your foot into like getting into a culture or something like that. But too many comparisons. Like I read too many American Canadian Western perspectives on why squid game was amazing. And I was like, Honestly, Let's like, hear this. <laughs> yeah, and the, a lot of them would be like, wow, Korea's obsessed with capitalism. Yeah, for sure. They, like, like you had mentioned, of course. But like continuing to draw on like Parasite and Squid Game now as the only two things that really like mm. piqued your interest and of course both have like capitalist themes. I think even if you watch a K-drama, like a normal rom-com, we're talking about like the most light thing, mm-hmm. you'll already get that theme in there. Mm-hmm. You'll also get the love story and you'll also get amazing familial stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but to like, have a big observation after watching two from like a lot of critics Sit that down. Like, yeah, like be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should like, and what front Burner did, you know, get someone who is Korean mm-hmm. or perhaps has a big, an academic understanding yeah. of like what Korea is like and film and the culture. We can all say what we want to say, you know, mm-hmm. tell your friends, comment your friends. I'm sure that's cool. Post it on Twitter. No one's saying that. But the people that hold the mic to being like, now this is a four out of five show because I'll tell you, it's like Parasite where it draws up. I'm like, hey, like literally every literally show they almost one Korean d- show. says that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's really funny just to see like it pop off. Like on Twitter, I think one of the main articles from the Wall Street Journal was like, why did Squid Game get rejected? like, so many times. In 2009? Yeah, and I was like... Guys, imagine watching this in 2009. I was in high school. Yes, no one was ready for it, but it's also like, was Hollywood slash Netflix in terms of a place where Asian representation, Southeast Mm. Asian, East Asian, South Asian representation sucks ass. You're telling me Hollywood is going to invest in this amazing absolutely thing absolutely not and it's like they there are so many already asian films and tropes and everything that have been taken and put into hollywood cinema sometimes with the american adaptation mm-hmm. scarlett johansson version <laughs> and the other ones with like just straight rip and like put it or like quentin tarantino like oh i loved um battle royale the japanese so i yeah. had to get Gogo as a character and you're like okay cool like those are cool little integrations of representation and shout out i was go go for like fucking five years for Halloween because oh, wow. I didn't know who else know to that. be. Yeah. Like, we don't really have that many options. Yeah. And Squid Game gives us more options. If anyone does, like, fox eye
1: to be Yeah, just wear the tracksuit. It doesn't have to be that way. You do way. not need to yeah. try to look Asian, please. Yeah,
0: please, I'm really scared. See, <laughs> yeah. like, that's the back. That's, like, double-edged Just edged put sword. on the mask, okay? Yeah. Re- yeah, wear yeah, the, the red f- suit fox and put on the mask. Put on the mask. Like, I just... Like, that's a double-edged sword. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be so sick. Like, people are going to, like, dress I like it. It's in mainstream, but. Yo, somebody gonna be up the there gonna, oh. pulling eyes. Some fucking rice hat's gonna just disappear and come from yeah. somewhere. I'm just gonna be like, why the fuck do I have to? I'm waiting, that? guys. Don't <laughs> disappoint me. It's actually terrifying. Yeah.
1: Um. Just on the how you're talking about how like Westerns point of view on the show and like giving their critiques on it, um something that the professor from UCLA mentioned on the front burner episode was that like there this theme of like conformity and like economic middle class middle and labor class, class, yeah, class yeah. like that dynamic is so embedded in Korea. And then she made a really interesting like historical point yeah. that like Korea's cultural imagination, like it's an expression of condition of life that's influenced by the colonization of Japan, the Korean War and like World mm. War II and all of that. And like it's always been in- embedded because since we haven't had a point to like fully resolve our cultural trauma in a public way, yep. um, a lot of creatives are using media to kind of express that. And yeah. I think that is such a like a really amazing way because amazing, but not really. Maybe it's, like, their own form of therapy and, like, in some way, like, I, you know, feel therapeutic. Not therapeutic, but, like, it's, I I love that we can still convey this message of our country's trauma through beautiful ways like this. And, like, and I think that's really important but I don't think it's anything new that people should be shocked to be like oh wow like what a deep theme like you guys have all seen Parasite like yeah. the theme was there and I really love that especially and I am happy like when you were asking earlier like
0: representation wise yeah, yeah
1: like how I felt about how popular the show got and I was like honestly like I'm so proud like yeah. I feel like a proud mother that my son got I don't know why my son my son my got son A of Korea, yeah, in his like theater class I like or that, something though it was really like I've like yeah like that's amazing and it's like such a different um caliber when like size like Gangnam style came out like I feel like we are have gotten cooler we have gotten less like caricature about our culture and this is like the best way we can present ourselves and then like move forward and yeah like um I think this is an amazing opportunity for get the western validation which is so stupid to say but like now they have opened up Hollywood's, like, pockets to be like, okay, now invest in us, give us the money, give us the time, Um, and, yeah, I think that's, like, a really good, like, progressive step forward.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think, like, representation, again, uh, we will talk, touch on this briefly about how just representation without anything else is useless, but in terms of, you know, we're talking about a country that has worked decades, if not longer than that, like, decades, basically, Mm -hmm. on building up entertainment, you know, K-pop was really a plan that was hatched, like, I would say in like the seventies and eighties mm-hmm, to 80s, invest, yeah. yeah, and really put in money. <clears throat> and today, you're seeing the be- benefits, like you know, BTS and like K and Coldplay. Yeah, I and do want to talk about that later. Oh, amazing! <laughs> do it, yes. And uh, so the big thing for me is like you're right. Like with Psy, I remember you telling me like, maybe like podcasts a year and, and a half 2018. ago, yeah, three years ago. I don't even know <laughs> that. Like sometimes, like your biggest idea of representation or feeling like oh, they see us with Psy, you know, and that's not anything to be. Weird about because yeah. it was like, oh, it, you know, broke the YouTube amount streaming. It mm-hmm. did all the stuff. And it's in my language. It's someone I know, it's someone, whatever. Uh, that's someone that's super part of me and part of my culture. Um, but now it's so good to see non-character caricatures, like you just said, like mm-hmm. to have those characters have such deep thoughts. Like that marble game, like episode six, Mm -hmm. we're really getting into so many different types of personalities and uh, humanities and backgrounds and everything with the element, of course, that it comes from a Korean perspective and a cast and leadership uh, in terms of director to set designer to everything. Um, And so you get to see it from a different point of view, which only humanizes people. It's something that is so important, especially, again, when you hate to see it, like when, you know anti-black racism is everywhere and like anti-Asian racism is mm-hmm. everywhere. It's like you don't see just us as a caricature or we're mm-hmm. the same person. Of course it doesn't mean it's over because Squid Game came out. Yeah. It just means like you know that other people Everyone can go home now. Yeah, oh, we're done. Your racists <laughs> can go End home. It. We canceled <laughs> racism. Um but it means like at least people out there can see like oh they have deeper thoughts than what I my stupid ass perception of them mm-hmm. wearing a rice hat or what you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. Um and it went beyond just, like, being Korean. It went beyond... It just became, like, a good, amazing TV series where yeah. you just, like, were watching and you're just watching and watching because it's so compelling. Like, yeah. the plot is amazing. And one thing I want to bring up, which is awesome, is, like, the director in 20, 2009 mm-hmm. was broke as fuck. Sold his laptop. Yeah, 600 laptop to survive. Never knew he would make it and literally thought of this because he was in such a dire mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. And so... This is like a big testament to having new art and new voices. Like this is, would you say he's like a first time, like he's working his way up, sold this to mm-hmm. Netflix. This show fucking takes over the world now. Mm. But what we have heard this show, if somehow things went wrong for him down the road, you know, if yeah. somehow between 2009 and 2021, he gives up, He, you know, something happens, which happens so much to all these artists, especially artists of color who don't often get uh, or immigrant artists who don't often get Netflix to sign them on and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got it or whatever. So I think it's so awesome that that the show shows us that, wow, like what a crazy imagination that just came from somebody who almost has to sell his laptop just to survive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I think one of the, my least favorite episodes when I was watching, but now is kind of my favorite episode was the VIPs when they had all oh those my white god, people come, yeah. and it was so awful to watch so because they, they were true. Their acting was horrid. I know, like, I, and I'm, that's not that's me being nice, calling it horrid. Yeah, um, but then I was like, oh my god, like, why would they do that? Like, they were on such a high, like, blah blah blah. And then, like, the more I was like watching. I have watched every single theory that's available on TikTok, (laughs) which I will get into. But yeah, I really... And then after kind of reading more about like how... What other people's point of view was that like, that was intentional. Yeah, for sure. And I love the whole point of view about like, that is Asians' um, perception of how white Americans are. Yeah. Because in the same way that when Americans make movies about Asians, we're like that guy in like 16 Candles. Like we're yeah, like just yeah. a caricature version of it. So I love that this writing was fucking awful. And it was like making really stupid, like sexual innuendo jokes and just like be- having all these like dad over sexualized, Yeah, yeah. Really, really gross energy. I think energy. that was, So fucking perfect to like how white American like is perceived in Korea and in Asian countries. And then there were so many tweets from like, you know, white community people saying like, this is exactly how white people act.
0: Like, (laughs) this was so accurate. (laughs) I mean, it was like such a rich guy scenario. Mm -hmm. And it was like, if you think about it, like those are the people that you're going to sell anything to. They're the people that have money Mm -hmm. and that's how they act. They're kind of gross. They're grungy. When I view Americans or when my mom you know, raised me, my grandma raised me. She was like, yo, these people are this way. Don't ever show your skin. And not mm-hmm. about like, wh- like shaming what I'm wearing, but like these white people are out of control. Like they're so sexualized. They're so, uh, dominating with money. They don't care about your family. They don't care about family values and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's such a good point that you brought up because it's like, you're right. The acting was so terrible. Awesome. I saw that naked man. I'm like, that is so accurate, though. Yeah. Like the the whole vibe. Oh my of god, the person. such a power move of the guy. Oh, about, he's oh. fucking hot. I know. Yeah, Oof. and okay, the girls. There's so there's too many hot people in the show to <laughs> we'll, like get into. <laughs> we this weren't show. ready. No, but like, what a power move. Yeah. And of course, it would be like that dirty ass dude who's like paid billions and millions yeah. of dollars to, like, get people I to kill themselves. You. yeah. But then it was like, you know what? I want this guy to suck my dick. And so I'm going to miss the whole thing that mm-hmm. I paid for, all the betting that I did. Mm-hmm. So, like, this guy would just fucking suck, this Asian little slave boy yeah. will suck my yeah. dick. And it's just little like... Little did you know. Yeah, so, like, don't you worry about it. Like, Asians and, like, Koreans and, like, that theme, uh, that American theme isn't lost on, like, the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you may think that, like, the be-all, end-all... Again, the validation point is true to get the money. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like... I remember seeing those Parasite interviews on the red carpet where they're like, oh my God, to the cast. Like, how do you feel about making it in America? Like, oh my God, I it must know, be like your best accomplishment ever. Like, this is so cool. And they're just like, it. they're like, what the fuck? We are... This is a local award show. Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a local award show. We are multi-millionaires. like millionaires. Yeah. We have been in this scene mm-hmm. and people love us. Like, I will say probably a lot of Korean stars, whether they may be in mu- music or drama or acting have so many fucking followers like that girl yeah. grew her thing to like i think it's oh. like at 18 million now yeah or she,
1: she started like six hundred thousand, and now she's at like 18 million
0: and but, that show oh uh, it's
1: wild <laughs> um and then what i also found out from my research was that the whole nine episodes of filming um squid game equal to filming one episode of the crown Oh my god! Not that crazy. What makes me annoyed. Like of course, she's like, like, fucking okay. angry. But maybe this is like a very drastic comparison because the crown apparently is like the most um, expensive show to produce. Okay, like, fine. Are we done with the royal family? But I'm the, done. The yeah. fact that but the set design of the show, I will never stop like, talking about no. it. Like I thought it was so incredible, and the fact that yeah, not, it wasn't about like you know they were like penny pinching. Maybe they didn't understand the grand. You know, Scale. welcome. They're gonna have yeah. about the show's success, but like, yeah, the f- factor in that for the nine episodes that they filmed that's it cost crazy. A one episode of The
0: Crown. I was watching a lot on that art director, mm-hmm. and she's explaining her choices with like the jumping <gasps> on the glass game, the white room where people waited before they went to the marble mm. room. Um, It seems so intricate and very expensive, but when you thoughtful in every scene, yeah, and she is also she's not a newcomer, but no one here has seen her before, Mm -hmm. and obviously she's able to design worlds that take us completely out of our world and using you know rooms. and I just remember like on the set, of course, like, for all actors, I'm sure, like, some things are, it's so hot one day, it's so cold one day, whatever. But, like, it's always a thing in Korean, like, the the actors are just really part of it. I'm not saying no one has a bad attitude. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, like, it's really a together effort. Yes. And it really sounds like, even at the end, it's, like, a big celebration that they're all done. And obviously, people have, like, rap parties, but, like, it's, like, very community, like, let's get this done together. Mm -hmm. So it really doesn't surprise me that it was, unfortunately, that... Oh my god! The Crown is like one episode of The Crown made up this insane mm-hmm. fucking show, and I don't want this to be a testament of like lowballing uh, Asian or Absolutely creators.
1: Not oh, that's what that's what that was the point that she made that yeah. like Asians are looked to have this like cheap work labor force yeah. and stuff,
0: but like nah, like hardworking. Blah, yeah. blah blah blah. I'm like, if you had given like imagine you gave that art director that director of Squid Games more money, not that it ever needed it at all, mm-hmm. but like. What, what, like, so much we could have still be dem- done. We don't, don't even know. So, I like, mean,
1: it's perfect the way it is, but I'm sure with some extra couple of adult zeros on yeah. the paycheck would have been nice for sure. Um, something that I did want to touch on was what are your favorite theories that you found?
0: Oh, so Jasmine, first of all, I hate theories because I feel why? like, why? I, 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 okay, let me just go to some theories that I saw and like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, Ali, like, grabs the money bag yeah. or whatever and runs off or whatever. Envelope, yeah. It's, like, a testament of, like, what how his fate is going to end up of him getting oh. taken his stuff away. There's another one that's, like... Um, yeah, I like that one. There's a lot of those ones where it's, like, like this foreshadowing? Person, yeah, this person should have won, and this is exactly how they're going to die. I mean, the biggest one, there's no theory about this. I think this was very intentionally big in the show, but one of my favorite moments was when the girl, woman with the curly hair, who, mm-hmm. you know, was flexing her sexuality, but also her earnest and like mm-hmm. her... She's like, she's like everybody who knows she's poor but she's going to do what she's going to do to get it, can, right? Yeah. And she has a positive note to her mm-hmm. um was when she took that guy down. Like <sighs> you had to know that was Iconic. definitely like... She told you she was going to fucking kill you if yeah. you left her behind. In the same upper position as when you fucked in the bathroom. She literally said it. And so I we were didn't like, even clue into there's, that. Yeah, no theory on that but when I saw it I'm like it was so artistic and I was like uh, oh of course Like after so I all this chills. shit she like she just she didn't even play the marble game. She didn't even need to. She mm-hmm. was like oh thank God they spared me because you know life is unfair mm-hmm. when no one chooses you for the team. Um But it was so like it was so majestic the way they died yeah, together, yeah. and she had full agency of it, and the guy was just like such a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, he was disgusting. both times. Yeah. Like, it All was amazing. Times. Yeah, what was your favorite?
1: Um, well, not a theory, but I really liked the whole discovery of. Um, I had a bad feeling about the old man, like 001. Like, I knew he was part of something that wasn't kosher. Um, And that part about how when the cop is in the archive, like, room and he opens the player's binder and it starts with 002 because there was never supposed to be 001. 001. I did like that part. And, like, the whole thing about when they're playing red light, green light, Um, when they're scanning, he's not scanned because he's supposed to win yeah so just those like things like that i really did like and there's something about like how there's so many little clues of how the grandpa was never actually supposed to be in the game oh another theory that i watched was like they think is the old man's
0: son yeah i saw that too yeah
1: talking about how uh moments like when he uh they're in the marble game um and he's like oh like i used to live in a would just like this, and Kihoon is like, Oh, yeah, me too. And then also, when they're getting milk and bread for like their meal, he was like, Oh, like I can't drink milk. Like, even when I was younger, I could only drink chocolate milk. And then the old man was like, Oh, you probably got spanked a lot when you were little. Like, my son was exactly like, Yeah, this. so no,
0: definitely see that theory. Yeah, that's that's weird. And maybe that's like another theme of like he's trying to atone for his sins of mm. leaving and becoming this evil fucking person. One character I'm really interested in is obviously the cop brother, but then also the brother who was uh, actually running one? Yeah, running the game. Because I think super famous, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I was so shocked. Okay,
1: the thing that really bothered me about that part was that the older brother is one of the most famous actors Yeah, in he is very famous. Um, I, I, those who know would know. But also in the very first episode when the younger, co- younger brother, Cobb, goes in to find his room those rooms that he's staying in is for like high like university kids who can't afford a housing so it's like dormitory and it's so tiny and i didn't understand why they made that to be his like room or his house because he's like so much older so that's why i was so shocked to see him as an older brother like it just didn't make sense just in comparison to like his living standards oh i see i see i see but um i don't know if there is gonna be a second season but i still don't think the cop is dead like i think i he don't think he said yeah i never thought he died. die yeah. and whatever happened to him sending all that video and text messages to, um, to the police, to the yeah. police. Like, so hopefully. there's something i was so hoping for him to come back and Me I, too. okay the only disappointing part about the show was the ending like i wish the conversation between the old man yeah, and was, was so much a bit more satisfactory i wish like more was found out about it yeah. and why did he dye his hair red
0: I don't know. Tell me My why. thought on is that, is that he never could afford a haircut. Mm-hmm. And he did, again, for the year that he had all that money, he didn't know what to do with it. And so the first time he stepped into, like, an actual spot and saw, like, some white poster lady, yeah. and he's supposed to be going to America, and, like, his idea of America is yes. maybe just that True. lady. And, like, oh, she's white. Maybe that's fashionable, even though that's, like, a poster from, like, the, the 80s. Uh, yeah, the 80s. <laughs> I think it's really, like, comes with him not knowing what's trendy and mm-hmm. what America is like at all. Mm-hmm. And so he just went and was like, I'm going to see my daughter in America. This is how I'm going to look the most awesome because obviously that white person on the poster in the place that I went to has red hair. So I'm going to get red hair. That's the only way I saw it, but I don't know why. But
1: uh, it just like really irked me that he didn't get into playing because like, bruh, wasn't I know, the your thing daughter was for your family and like, what are you going to do to try to corrupt the game that you won? But also wasn't the cop's older brother also winner of the game so maybe that was also foreshadowing but like once you've been in the game you're like part, you, of part of it oh another theory that i watched was like the the guys in the red suits are actually previous game winners or like game players oh. that they recruited because like um they're the only ones that know and that's why they're they make the game fair or something like that so i don't know another theory
0: about one more i'll drop on you is that the guy with the two envelopes that finds you in the oh, subway. Oh, yeah, 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 It's like, you know, I don't know oh, if you saw it. You? Yeah, Oh, Kang Yeah, I know. He's a sexy man. <laughs> and when you choose yes. what color? Yeah, you saw it. So it's like if you choose red, then you're going to end up being one of the red mm-hmm. mask dudes. If you choose blue, you're going to end up being one of the blue dudes. Of course, there's a more privilege for the red. Yeah, do you think the reds get money after the game? I don't think so. Like, they seem super cheap and whack too. But I think it's like this whole thing of, authority role like maybe mm-hmm. they're also super poor too maybe they're like their debts would get paid
1: if they finished the game
0: exactly something. and they had to be as brutal to people as they wanted to be yeah. yeah and
1: I think they're also so easy to kill people because they're so desensitized because they've been in the game before
0: yeah perhaps yeah, yeah. so anyways all those theories are out there there's like unlimited endless theories on, yeah. on YouTube on TikTok on anything
1: overall I liked it I loved it I don't want the craze to ever end
0: no, I. I mean, I hope it does it, and it's really good because it's kind of in line with Halloween. So yeah, that's why it would keep it going a little bit more. Yeah, I think.
1: Um, I am very happy that there is just more diverse, like Asian cast. Like, sure, like maybe not all of them w- will speak English to be- have a representation in like Hollywood, which is sad because like I don't want that to be like our north star but i am quite and something that we didn't get to talk about obviously because we rambled rambled on for 45 minutes (laughs) is um i did with shang chi and i know you didn't but i have a lot of fucking thoughts about that okay we'll do it next time i'm so sick of like the same five asian casts and those people are some
0: of them are fucking embarrassing yeah
1: yeah i'm just not the biggest fan and i just think there there is plethora of Asian actors that you can use to yep. portray this. And I think it's about damn time that we give them a chance. And this is not to like shit talk their ability to act or, you know, how hard they work to like get where they are. I'm not like discounting that, but I just think it's time that like, let's see a bit more. Definitely. Let's, let's see some more. And guys, I know you're so sad, but we do have to end a little early today. Yeah. Uh, uh
0: Because I, yeah, because you have uh, prior yeah. Engagement. yes. Engagement. But I think one thing is that we did drop an episode today. So if you're listening and you want to hear a bit more, we actually got to talk to uh, the Canadian South Korean embassy. Basically, they run this group called the Korean Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing hashtag Korea Week. So basically, they've been trying to engage, you know, Canadians and even beyond with Korean culture. Uh, we had a great conversation on how they plan on doing that. And because of obviously the Rise of Squid Game and Parasite and uh, all these other things, the food, uh, it's been, you know, something they do to open the door for representation, to get a better sense of what the people are like and how to spread that culture so the diaspora can, you know, better fit in and so everyone can, you know, deal with all that. So I think it's like a very cool thing and right now they have a really amazing Korean Cinema Week uh, yeah so they're going to
1: be they have so it's been happening since like September but it's going all the way into the 13th of October and they're right now the, uh, the events that are happening is the Ottawa Korean Film Festival it's the fourth Ottawa Korean Film Festival and they're promoting cities of Korea which is taking place online until October 13th part of Korea week um, so notable films are also available to watch until October 13th uh, that you can find more information about it on the their website which is also in the link in our bio they are all, all available to watch to free you just have to register online um and yeah, if you want to learn more about all the amazing work they do the korea week isn't the only thing that they do throughout the year they have so many more programming and like their ultimate goal is to just like raise awareness and like share people about korean culture which i think is like such a beautiful thing that there's yeah. like an actual entire center back
0: in asap definitely and yeah. thanks guys for watching again if you want to figure out uh, how to listen to that episode or other ones go to Spotify go to Apple Music search Maiden we don't discriminate so you can listen to any platforms you and we'll to have that. this up later Yeah. so thanks guys
1: let us know about your theories and how you liked it bye bye